Hey, it's Mastin. Welcome to the Mastin Kid Podcast. If you want to take your first step uh, on your trauma-informed journey, come to claimyourpowerbook.com and get my book, Claim Your Power. There are uh, a bunch of awesome free bonuses with that, including a 40-day coaching journey with me that will get you started on your trauma-informed path. Claimyourpowerbook.com. Enjoy. It's awesome. I put my heart and soul into it. And if you want to really start your journey to do your trauma work, claimyourpowerbook.com is the place to go to get my book, claim your power, and to get a bunch of free bonuses, including free coaching with me for 40 days. Please enjoy today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the Masting Kit Podcast. I'm your host, Masting Kip, and I am the creator of Functional Life Coaching, where we discover the root cause emotional blocks that are holding you back from success. And I'm also the creator of Trauma Hacking, helping you turning your nervous system into your ally, and the best-selling author of the book, Claim Your Power, and also a trauma survivor advocate. And this podcast is from my heart to yours. I'm going to share with you all kinds of different things, uh, different coaching uh, experiences that I've had with people, um, different parts of my life, maybe an excerpt from a seminar, different interviews with friends and thought leaders, all about how to get unstuck, how to hack your nervous system, how to turn your nervous system into your ally and really get the edge so that you can really live your dreams, uh, live your purpose, and most importantly, pay it forward. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. One favor I have for you is this. If you love this podcast, remember to subscribe to it. And if you feel called, please feel free to leave a review because reviews really matter, helps us spread the word and helps other people really discover this podcast. So if this was valuable to you, please feel free to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. And if there's anything in this episode or any episode that really strikes you as an aha moment, shoot us an email to hello at mastinkip.com. Tell us which episode it was and about what time uh, the breakthrough was in the episode so that we can really know because I'd love to hear from you what your aha moments are. I love hearing that. and My team loves hearing that too. So without any further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Mass and Kip podcast. Hey there, just coming to you in this video from my meditation chair and um, we're just meditating and had a thought I wanted to share with you about what makes somebody qualified to work with trauma and um, adverse experiences. Um, so a lot of people think that what makes someone qualified is credentials, whether it's a PhD or a PsyD or LMFT or you know, licensed as a therapist. Um, and <clears throat> I wanna be really clear about something, okay? Um, the mental health community, the therapy community um, is growing and expanding in a lot of ways. The coaching community is growing and expanding in a lot of ways. I feel really um, honored, excited, and really blessed to be a leader in the trauma-informed coaching uh, side of things. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about what makes somebody qualified. One time I had somebody in a, in a, a retreat that I was doing who had a very intense, uh, complex trauma history, and she did not feel qualified to become uh, a, a trauma coach because she didn't have a PhD. And then in the same room, we had somebody with a PhD who didn't feel qualified to uh, help people with trauma because she didn't have the trauma history, right? So we have one person with a PhD and one person without the trauma and one person with trauma without a PhD. And the truth is, is that this is a lot of imposter syndrome that shows up that I'm not enough until, right? Now, one of the only reasons why um, therapists get licenses is to be able to charge insurance. It's really a financial decision to be able to have a license so they can charge insurance and be in private practice or to, or, or, um, you know, employed by, you know, a company. 
Um, but, but the license does not make you qualified to have trauma. The license means you're a really great student, just like passing an exam. If you are a great coach and you pass an exam, that's not what makes you qualified to do trauma work either. My personal belief is what makes you qualified to do trauma work is how safe you can be um, and how much safety you can create for your client, no matter what affect or emotion comes up, how much you're able to normalize that, how much work you've done on yourself to hold that space, that's very sacred space. And you know, we, the human race has been doing trauma work in one form or the other since we've been around. I mean, indigenous cultures had shamans for that very reason that didn't know anything about polyvagal theory, at least in the clinical sense. I mean, all the indigenous tribes and uh, cultures, um, whenever we have a scientific breakthrough in the trauma community, uh, are like, yeah, we know, right? Psychedelics work, duh, right? Or breath work works, duh, or yoga works, duh, or whatever works, right? Like like all the indigenous cultures, like, yeah, we've been saying this forever, right? Um, and it's great that we're getting the science behind it, but what what really matters is the ability to hold safe space. And that is so very important, both before, during, and after. And yes, there are so many different modalities to learn, whether it's somatic experiencing, functional life coaching, which is what I created, internal family systems. Um, there are movement-based practices like five rhythms or kinergy, which is one of my new favorite uh, movement-based practices, multimodality oxygen-based practices, breath work, psychedelics, etc. But see, here's the thing. None of those modalities are going to work unless there's safety. Right, so I don't care if it's I don't, psychedelics. I mean, there are such a thing as bad trips, right? What's a bad trip when you have an unsafe scene and setting, unsafe practitioner, that won't help you have uh, a good therapeutic experience. Um, same thing with any modality, right? People who say I didn't have a good experience with EMDR and like EMDR, well, how safe did you feel with the practitioner, right? Same thing with cognitive behavioral therapy or somatic experiencing or anything, right? The modality is really secondary to the safety between you and the practitioner or the group, right? And so that safety is the most important thing. The modalities are icing on the cake and they can be really powerful and amazing and, and extremely valuable, don't get me wrong. But here's the thing, even if you look at the MAPS studies, the Multidisciplinary Association of Psychedelics, who are doing the you know FDA studies for psychedelics like MDMA and ketamine and ayahuasca and psilocybin mushrooms, they, if you, especially if you look at the MDMA studies, they talk about how MDMA helps um, uh, speed up the therapeutic value of the relationship, the therapeutic relationship between the therapist and the client. So MDMA isn't the actual change agent. MDMA makes the relationship more effective because they're able to access different non-ordinary states, right? And so the same thing is true for any modality. So what makes you qualified? Number one thing that makes you qualified is the ability to create safety between you and the client, which also means you gotta be doing your trauma work. You gotta be really safe to be around. If you're not safe to be around, it doesn't matter how many modalities you know, it's not gonna be effective. And so just wanna put that out there. Um, whether you have a PhD or a trauma history or just an intention to help, create the safety within yourself, create the safety with your clients, create the safety with your people, create the safety in your environments, and amazing things can happen in terms of healing if you prioritize safety. All right, uh, coming to you from a meditation table or meditation, meditation table, meditation chair. Um, with that thought, I'll see you soon. Hope that helped. Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information to the world 
If that's something that you want to do and to be a part of spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this and hopefully it's a good review, but please leave an honest review. And especially if you want to leave a five-star review, I would be super stoked on that. But of course, just make it honest. But my goal is to share more trauma-informed information with the world. And I need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, would very much appreciate it. If you got value from this episode and from this podcast, we'd very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hearing me out. And if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode.